What is up, everybody, and welcome to the final issues of wrestling of the year. So, Jared, I gotta ask you, 2023, this is probably the most eventful year in wrestling since probably the launch of AEW, wouldn't you think, since 2019? I would definitely agree one of the biggest years of wrestling of the 2020 decade. Well, I mean, we're not that far into it yet, but yeah, I totally agree. It's It's been a year to remember. So we figured we'd bring in a guest this week to talk about the, the year that was, you know, 2023. And one of the really fast rising stars of the Midwest indie scene, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Percy Drews. Percy, buddy, what's there up, man? Hey, well, how you doing? Great, man. So so I, I just asked Jared the same question. We've not seen a year like 2023 in, in wrestling since at the minimum since AEW launched in 2019. I would say even since the closure of WCW back in 2001. So what do you, what do you think how important this year was for wrestling? Um, Depends on what aspect of like which promotion you're really looking for, like which one you're looking at the most. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. for WWE, I think it was a solid deal. Like... And then AEW went up and then went down. Impact went way up. Impact's been killing it this year. Let, 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 let's, yeah, let's not talk about what ROH did this year. <laughs> uh, ROH is a totally different story. Yeah. So I think we'll start with the big guy in the room with the 800-pound gorilla. We'll talk about WWE first. And I think it'd be impossible to say that the biggest story of the year wasn't the acquisition from you know, uh, Endeavor or Merger, however you want to hear about it, with UFC to form TKO. So, Jared, we'll start with you. Do you think that this so far has been a net positive, a net negative, or too soon to tell for WWE? I think so far, if you're looking at multiple things, advertising, uh, when you look at the financial part of it, I believe it is one of the biggest positive things that WWE has done in a very long time. Okay. Percy, what do you think? Negative, positive, too soon to tell. Um, is there like a middle ground? Because sure, hey, it's, it's your personal opinion. So, as as a wrestler, you have uh-huh. to view it as like for money wise, it was a really uh-huh. good investment. But as a local, not necessarily a good investment because uh-huh. like one thing I've noticed with the Endeavor deal. Uh, one, it's been the deal was made, but there hasn't been anything like updated with it. It's mm-hmm. like here's this big deal with UFC, and nothing has been like shown towards that deal. You know what I mean? So, d- did you expect more integration between UFC and I, WWE? Because a little bit, because like normally, like okay, let's use like AW and Wing of Honor for example uh-huh. when. He, when Tony bought Ring of Honor, he made it really clear that Ring of Honor, you know, the titles were still going to be there, and but you had AEW superstars competing for them. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So with WWE and UFC forming TKO, there there wasn't really anything outside of how much money was put into the deal. There hasn't been any UFC fighters becoming wrestlers outside of like one. And that's but did you, but I mean, I, I didn't really expect that because I think they're going to keep these two entities separate. It's different when it's ROH and AEW. Those are both pro wrestling companies. I mean, UFC is legitimate sports and <laughs> WWE is entertainment. So I didn't expect, I expected maybe some cross promotion. I expected maybe to see Michael Cole plugging the next UFC pay-per-view on Raw or, you know, Bruce Buffer to announce maybe a match or two with Survivor Series. Maybe maybe I would have seen that. But I, I didn't see, like, I didn't see UFC guys sitting in the front row of WWE shows. What, what do you think, Jared? Did you expect more integration? Or were, do you, was that not, not to be expected? I felt it was not expected on my part of it due to the fact that, like, I agree with you. UFC, uh-huh. that's more of the combat sport. WWE, that's more the entertainment aspect. If you're mixing both together, you will still have that one middle ground fan base saying, oh, are, is UFC going to start being more entertainment compared to the WWE? Because okay. 
you get it all the time. UFC say, oh, WWE is this, that, that, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's just got to be a middle ground for that. And, of course, Devin James, your biggest fan, piping with Boo Jared. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, yeah, yellow fan. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Devin could, of course, if he wants to support the residential heel, the voice of wrestling, he could buy his T-shirt right there at our link, com slash Christopher Miles to get the residential heel Jared shirt or any of my shirts. But, you know, I think the second biggest story at least from my perspective, for WWE this year, there's a toss-up between two things. It was Vince McMahon's continued legal issues. So do you think that that the, these issues are a continued distraction? Do you think that he should just go all the way away? Or do you think he's eventually going to beat this like he always has? Percy, we'll start with you. Is Vince going to be around think, forever? It seems like, no matter what, because WWE is technically his product, it's technically his his forever baby, if you really think about it. Yeah, but it's not really, he doesn't have control anymore. So he doesn't control it, but I feel like he's still gonna try to linger around. I don't think yeah. he's, unless, and I'm not, I'm not a negative person, but unless he kicks the bucket, I think he's yeah. still gonna try to mingle with it as much as he can. Okay. Jared, what say you? Uh, you know, for the most part, I would say that Vince, well, I agree with Percy, rest, uh-huh. WWE, it's his baby. It's his forever home, forever thing. I'm pretty sure that if he honestly wanted it back, he could get it back if he I'm not sure. I'm not sure he could wanted. afford it. I mean, the, the, the value of the company skyrocketed. Hey, the way he has been selling his shares, I'm pretty sure he can afford to get at least at least 50% of it back. Well, it's because all these allegations, he lost so much yeah. money. Yeah, yeah he, so had, Devin, he had to sell some stuff. So let's see this. Vince hiding in Saudi Arabia. He's starting the museum, the Hall of Fame, in Saudi. He's done with living on American soil. Do you <laughs> think he does vacate? Does he go somewhere else? And Because he, he's claimed that Saudi Arabia is the WWE's second home after Madison so, Square Garden. I talked to a co-worker of mine. Mm-hmm. And we were talk. We were actually talking about the Saudi Arabia shows. Yeah. And the one and those for me, I was everything I'm saying isn't more of a fan's perspective as more as a wrestler's uh-huh. perspective. One, I get that it makes money. Like obviously Vince makes a lot of money from the Saudi Arabia shows. Yes. But for me, it's the fact that Saudi Arabia has a say in who they want to see wrestle. Yeah, that it's like they've wanted dead gonna, wrestlers there before. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna like let's be real. Goldberg and Undertaker from many years ago, mm. th- like on paper, that's that's people are gonna want to go see that. But yeah, the fact not- that the fact that they were just past the prime, the match was bad. It sounds like a DX. great match. In t- yeah, it sounds like a great match in two thousand three. Yes, or oh, even like. I say like 2004, 2005, like Goldberg yeah. just left. He, he could obviously come back. No, like... I actually, I'm, I, I take a stance on this. I don't watch the Saudi shows. I, I, I don't the, know about it's you. It's the you time. Do. The times are yeah. like Saturday at like 12 p.m. It's not even that. It's just I'm taking a political stance. I won't watch them. What about you, Jerry? Okay. Do you watch them? Uh, you know, I try to watch all wrestling, even the Blood Money shows. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I like to stay in tuned with Saudi's wrestling shows. So I think, okay, the next biggest story that, that isn't in-ring, because the in-ring thing kind of ties into AEW, so you know what I'm talking about, uh, is the TV rights deals for WWE. You know, SmackDown's going from Fox back to USA with a substantial pay bump in what they're getting for the product. Uh, NXT's going from USA to network television to the CW, for a substantial pay bump. And we don't quite yet know where Raw is going. But, so I'll ask Percy first. Even though they're getting more money out of the deal, is it a downgrade to go from Fox back to USA? Or is it like, hey, more money is more money? I think, well, if you look more in detail, I guess WWE wasn't delivering on what the Fox network wanted. 
just barely not. Like, they they were almost there. They said they if they would have had maybe a few hundred thousand more viewers, it would have been worth it to them. But yes. it just barely wasn't meeting but their they, criteria. They will be, yeah, they won't meaning Fox's criteria, which that's mm-hmm. why Fox didn't want to sign with them. Literally says on paper that WWE yeah. wasn't meeting up to Fox's standards. So they basically said, Okay, well we're not gonna we knew. Yeah. I'll contract with you. We're gonna basically say we're done Best with you. We'll, yeah. Well, like, I don't even think Fox made an announcement on what they're going to replace SmackDown with, did they? They have not yet. I, I assume it'll be another live sport because they have the they have the uh, English Premier League soccer contract. And they have, I mean, if, if you guys recall in St. Louis, uh, there was a couple SmackDowns that were preempted by preseason football. You had to go find what substation SmackDown was on to watch the, the game in St. Louis that, or to watch SmackDown in St. Louis that night. But I mean, does it say something that they did get more money out of the deal, Jared? Do you think that is like is a positive for WWE? Like, yeah, Fox didn't want to renew, but USA did for even more money than Fox was paying. You know, I believe it is a positive for WWE. When you look at WWE, they're trying to make all the money that they can. They're trying to stay as the top dog. They're trying to bring in money from left, right, forward, backwards, everywhere. Uh huh. And I, my personal opinion, I hated. SmackDown being on Fox. You know what? And honestly, I did too, and I'll tell you why. But it's it's weird for me because I have Sling TV and I don't have like terrestrial television. So like I used to love it when Fox would move SmackDown to FS1 because I could watch it. Because I had to go torrent SmackDown because I don't have two, four, five, and eleven here in St. Louis. I only have cable. So it was like with the, the rare occasion that it was on FS1, I was like, yeah, I get to watch SmackDown live without having to watch on my phone. I loved it. But um Okay, so the next thing would be NXT to the CW. Now, the CW isn't the biggest network television channel on on the dial, but it is network television. So is still having a presence on a network, is NXT moving to free TV that big of a deal? Or do you think it was better served on USA or even just still on Peacock or the network? Percy, what do you think? Well, I mean, like me as a kid, I remember – me and my brother literally scrolling through the channels on a Friday night and we saw SmackDown on the CW. Yes, this will be the second and, time they've been on the CW. Yeah, so it was my experience, literally non-Neverhood Wrestling before my life. And yeah. fun fact, we, like, I didn't know what wrestling was back in late 2007. I started really late, by the way, watching wrestling. <laughs> And literally, it was Batista versus Kane on a random episode of SmackDown. And my brother was like, oh, I've seen the bald guy. And I'm like, well, they're both bald. But the yeah. one with the red pants, which was Kane. And my brother's like, oh, well, my buddy has a DVD of his. And I was like, oh, watch the match. Ended up in a double countout. And then it was Edge and Rey Mysterio promoting the Royal Rumble match. And I was intrigued. I was intrigued. For yeah. that, but it was because it was on the CW that I witnessed SmackDown. And then yeah. I only hold of SmackDown until that Royal Rumble came around and then a hold of Monday Night War. Well, the, the only reason that, that the CW and before at UPN were getting any ratings was because of SmackDown back in the day. I mean, nobody watched UPN or in what, what became the CW except to watch two things, to watch Star Trek Voyager and to watch SmackDown. <laughs> Oh, so, Supernatural. Yes. Yeah, well, that, that was later. That was later. That, that was that was later on. But yeah, Buffy and that came to UPN that was later. Well, yeah, but that was SmackDown started. SmackDown started in '99 on UPN. So I mean, true. So so so, Jared, what do you think? Is it a big deal for the minor leagues to be on network television, or was it should it try to stay on USA, or just gone back to Peacock? Um. I think for NXT being on the CW, it'll give them a lot more spotlight. It'll give them a lot more random viewers that are just scrolling through cable, free TV, stuff like that. But, you know, you know where I stand on Fox. uh, I mean, SmackDown Raw NXT, I believe it should all be on a subscription app. But, hey. I if nothing, if nothing else, like mo- most most TV stations or networks that have a streaming service, they do next day streaming. For whatever reason, WWE does next month streaming. So you cannot watch. You can watch Raw from a month ago, 
but you can't watch Raw from last night the next day. And I wish they would just do that. I wish if you missed Raw, you could just watch it the very next day, which would be great. Uh, so the, before we move on, I have two more things about WWE. Raw. Where does it go? I mean, the rumors are FX, Discovery, even possibly Warner Brothers Discovery, the home of AEW. So do you think they bump AEW off the, the air? Do you think they go to FX, Discovery? Jared, what do you think? Where, where does Raw land? Yeah, no, I'm going to go on a whim and say that from what I'm hearing rumors, Warner Bros. and AEW still haven't come to an agreement on another contract, which I believe theirs expire in October 2024. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say this. Raw goes to Warner Bros. Discovery. Really? For now, I'm, I'm... Okay. Spike? CM Punk. Could be. Percy, what do you think? Do you think they, uh... they, they bump it? Do you think they bump AEW, or do they find their own network? Well, one, I'm going to say this. I'm not a big CM Punk guy. Haven't mm-hmm. really been big CM Punk guy. Neither am Honestly, I. truth be told, it's one of those things of like Wall, I've kind of died down from watching Wall. I've honestly died down from watching Wall, NXT and SmackDown. I pay attention <laughs> to what's going on. So what you know, channels end up on, I don't personally care because yeah. at the end of the day, they're going to go with Will. They're going to be getting the most views and whatever is going to get them the most money. So let me ask you this, and this has been true of me in the business as a, as a referee and performer. Do you find yourself watching less live wrestling? Like you're like, I'll watch it when I watch it. Like, like <laughs> as, and as a ref, you could probably vouch for, vouch for this too. At, you always grow up and you want to be a wrestler or you want to be a ref. And you yeah. finally get to do it. You just stop watching wrestling. Not as often. <laughs> like... I, I I still watch as many shows as uh, I can, like, but I hard I hardly ever watch live anymore. Yeah, I've got better I'm things. Still, <laughs> I'm I'm still yeah, like I'm still a big wrestling fan. I still pay attention. Uh-huh. Like you give me a rest, like you give me a match to watch, I'll watch it. But it's just one of those things of like I'm not as active watching as I once was. Okay. Like before I started training, it was I watched every SmackDown on a th- when they were on Thursdays. I watched every Thursday SmackDown. Every Friday, SmackDown. Well, I watched every once in a while because it was a Monday night and school obviously came up first. But once I started training, it was like indie shows became a thing. Every weekend, I was on constant different shows. Yeah. Like, I'm on the road. I can't, I don't have time to watch the show. (laughs) Believe it or not, actually, whenever me and McKenzie, you know, wrestled at PWE, if there was a pay per view on that Saturday, we would watch it on the way home. But we wouldn't yeah. watch it at home. We would watch yeah. it driving home because it gives us both something to do. Yeah. So the the other prevailing rumor is that Raw might leave Monday. Would that matter? Or does Raw have to be on Monday? I think they have that reputation for it being on Monday. I think uh, for it being running as long as it is, it would feel like it might hold them if they move from that Monday spot. I, I, I think SmackDown's an orphan. SmackDown's been on so many nights of the week that it really doesn't matter. But Raw has always been Monday Night yeah. Raw. Raw has always been Monday Night Raw. So if they move to like Tuesday or uh-huh. like you have to look at it, for example, remember way back in the day when Impact moved to Mondays? Yes, yeah, the biggest mistake they made other than hiring Hogan. If literally. Well, you have to look at it. Well, like you had the two, the Monday Night Wars again, yeah. well, the 2.0 version, where they were just competing at the same time. And you actually had to, like, if you want a diehard Impact fan, then you were going to watch Raw. But if you're not a diehard Raw fan or WWE fan, you were going to watch Impact to see the wrestlers that are on Impact. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Jared, what do you say? Would it matter if it was not on Mondays? Um, I believe it definitely would. It would definitely hurt the, I wouldn't necessarily say reputation, but possibly the views. Because let's say they move Raw to Thursday. Thursday night Raw. Mm-hmm. That isn't intriguing. Yes, there's, they will still be high in viewership, but how many of those that were available on Mondays would watch it on Thursdays when they're going to be competing with 
impact. Probably more than it's, you think. And, and, you know, there's always been the Monday Night Football problem with Raw, but there's still Thursday Night Football. That's, you know, so football is always going to be an issue with, with wrestling because there's this shared fan base. Before we move on to the next thing, you know, Lamont Thomas says, good evening, guys. Good evening, Lamont. Glad to have you here. Good evening. Yeah. So, first, before we move on from WDB, I want to ask you this about the merger. As an independent worker, do you think that the merger has opened the door or made it harder for indie guys like yourself to get your to get into WWE? Harder. So because it's hard, mm-hmm. it's way harder now to get in the WWE's door unless mm-hmm. like I'm making a bunch of big waves or like getting wrestling big XWE guys or like New Japan guys. But this whole Endeavor deal has made it harder because WWE is still doing the whole college recruitment. Mm-hmm. The NIL deals. Yeah, they're still doing that. And they'll, and one, they haven't really been successful. These college tryouts where they sign people, I think the only one that's actually been successful is Tiffany Stratton. Yeah. That's the only one that's been like they've worked on them, but they're not recruiting any guys. They, if they are, it's because that indie guy, one of them I know, he just got signed. His name's Jay Malachi. Yeah. He he wrestles in North Carolina, and he, the where he walked, he was getting pushed to the point where literally he was wrestling New Japan, Impact, ex-WWE guys. Mm-hmm. And what that did was that got him on WWE's radar. But okay. for all these uh, for basically any indie local that's hard yeah like, that's super hard to do getting on wwe's because you're at you're the whim. Not, yeah you're at the whim of the booker of the whatever indie company yeah. you work for that week so let me see how indie wrestling works yes moving on to the, the through point between the two major companies this year you know purse's favorite wrestler and one of mine <sighs> cm punk Probably the probably the biggest in ring story of the year, whether you want to talk about it or not. And like I said, Percy's not really a huge fan. He said, and neither am I. Honestly, I think he is a bit of a punk. But <laughs> but uh, you can't argue the fact that that his exit from AEW and his surprise return were probably the biggest in ring story of the year. Jared, what do you think? I agree with you, I, but I would say it is one of the biggest entering stories of the year for both companies, honestly, yes, whether the bad point. or good. I mean, I, so Percy, you, you have to admit, though, that it, it is a huge story, whether we want to admit it or not, right? So, what... Okay, I'm going to rant for, like, five minutes. Please bear with me. <laughs> what it did was Punk Punk has always had, from what, from what the rumors were, he always had backstage issues with AEW. No matter what happened, he had backstage issues. He had backstage issues with WWE when he left. So it's one of those things of he's already a trouble magnet, if you really think about it. No matter where he went, it was if it wasn't his way, he complained about it. Mm-hmm. And when he the whole AEW situation happened, well, he got into a fight. He wrestled Samoa Joe, and then he just walked out. Situations like that, and the way they handled it, it's like, Good winnings of him, but it's at the same time, what it did with WWE was, yeah, it did help WWE, and it did hold AEW, but Punk itself was just one of those situations where, no matter where he goes, it's going to be trouble. Were, were you surprised when he walked on Survivor Series? Were you shocked? Truth be told, I didn't watch the main event of Survivor Series. Yeah. Well, when you, when you heard about it, were happen. you like, were you like, no way? I was kind of like, truth be told, I was like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. Yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised. I wasn't shocked. I, I, I thought it could happen, but the, the part that kills me. So, uh, I am a massive fan of Colt Cabana, and I uh, am friendly with Colt. We've had some conversations, and I've been on one of his shows. Um. He ended his friendship with Colt because Colt went to a WWE show. And then, you know, that's when the whole, all the problems with Colt started. And now he's the one walking back in the door because someone else was mean to him. 
So it's like, ugh, I, it's, all over it's, that. You just have to view it as one of those things. It's money. If it doesn't go, it's, it's, if it doesn't go his way, yeah. which makes me think that WWE is just, can I, can I cuss or no? My mm-hmm, mm-hmm. loud Okay. Basically, if it makes it feel like WWE is just kiss, kissing his ass. See, I'm going to get that. Because AEW did. AEW gave him his own show. Collision was created for CM Punk. I, I think that they're going to be like, you're going to do what we say. We're going to pay you enough money that you're going to do what we what we tell you to do. In my opinion. Well, if you... I mean, it sounded like he made $60,000 off of his mortgage. Why yeah. off the bat? Yes, that night. Which is... Yeah, literally that night. Yeah. Which, speaking of, do you know about the whole? It's not, it doesn't have to do with punk, but did you hear about the whole Yeet situation with Jay Uso? Yes, yes, yes. That that, so, that was interesting. The issue. So I know the wrestler Huff Manley. He's a wrestler yeah. in West Virginia. I've been on shows with them. I actually tag team with them once. The issue, which makes me think that there was a deal between WWE and Huff Manley. Because he trademarked it right when he debuted. In 20... right he, 2018. 2018, yeah, I believe it was when they he, debuted. He yeah. trademarked it. And the moment that it became popular because of WWE, everyone, including myself, messaged him. was like, hey, WWE is... They're, it's, yeah. they're stealing your stuff. Yeah. And the fact that they did it so quietly where it's like, Oh well, this wrestler has the rights to eat, so WWE can't use it. And then magically, out of nowhere, they can use it again. Which makes me think that I haven't talked to him, but makes me think that WWE is paying Huff Manley. If you believe the dirt sheets, if you believe the dirt sheets, which is really difficult to do, but they are talking in the high six figures for what this gentleman got for the trademark, which good for him. So. He's getting oh seeds. I hundred hundred hundreds of thousands of dollars. If I was him, I would have gotten royalty royalties. Yeah, well, but do you do you want do you, I mean it's like, do you want times. you know a lump sum right now or do you want a piece of Jay Uso's merch for however long? <laughs> he might well, have got both. Is, Who knows? Also, he's he's been super quiet about it. Yeah, he hasn't made a post about like did he sign. A thing. Yeah. But. Oh. Okay. So, Jared, we're going to move on real quick. So, nothing. You're just you're just buffering real quick, bud. Just give it a Hello. second. Yep. You're there. What? Nothing. You just you buffered. You okay? There you go. So, Jared, let me ask you this. The next thing I'm talking about of AEW is the supposed financial woes that they're having. You know, they supposedly lost $35 million this year, which to me, for a fledgling company, for a company that's less than five years old, you're allowed to have losses. You're going to have losses. It's a massive startup for an international company. So I think that this is the IWC and us looking too much into it. Yes, they've lost money each year they've been open. They were going to anyway. WCW didn't make money until 1996 and they opened in 1989. You know, so do you think it's wrestling fans looking too much into AEW losing money or is there there actual smoke there? I believe wrestling fans are looking too much into it. Like, let's say, for instance, let's say we start a football company. Uh huh. Are you expecting to? make money mm-hmm. make a couple million at the by the end of the year or are you expecting to lose more because when you're really looking at it you're paying your truckers you're paying to travel you're paying your wrestlers you're paying your setup crew teardown crew venue costs your licensing you're paying for all of that mm-hmm. and you're just bound to lose a couple million your first year because you're also signing new talent figuring out ways how to make the money while also spending the money 
if you get what I'm saying. I do. I do. Percy, what do you think? Do you think it was wrestling fans looking too much into it, or do you think there actually is something to them losing money for the the first four years they've been open? You have to kind of look at who owns AEW. So, like, Tony Khan, he owns – he partially owns the Jags, too. Mm -hmm. So, it's one of those things of – let's just say, for example – Let's just say, like, a known actor. Let's say Wine Wendell's owns AEW. Well, Wine Wendell's mm-hmm. also probably doesn't have that much money to do everything that Jared said, for example, yeah. without making money for himself. With Tony Khan, because he basically owns the Jags AEW, no matter what, no matter what the, day, the money that you lose for whichever product might not be... Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he, he also owns. He, yeah, that's all right. He also owns a uh, English football team, so he's 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 making money any way he tries. So, I mean, how long, how Jared? How long do you think until we see AEW making money? Will it be year five? Will it be year six? Or is it just TBD? Do you want my honest answer, or do you want a fake answer? <laughs> give me, give me the honest answer. I honestly believe they're going to shut their doors before they make money. Mm. They will shut their doors before they make money. When do you see that coming? I give it two years, three years at most. Yeah. AEW, they're going to shut down before they make money. All right, Percy, can you hear us? Can you hear us, Percy? Yeah, it keeps kicking me out. That's okay. So when do, when do you see AEW making money, or do you think it's just a matter of time? I think I think it would take time. I think because, like be I said, it. it took WCW almost ten years to make any money, and we're only in year four. So just give so, it give it a minute. Speaking on AEW, I want you as fans and locals mm-hmm. too. Do you? Because I saw this thing. I think it was a Reddit post. Well, a fans a fan is noticing that AW right now seems to be kind of making the same mistake as WCW. People, In a lot of ways, yes. People leaving WWE to go to AW, and they have a lot of say on what happens in AW. And then AW, obviously, right now is not drawing that many people. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of fans are saying they're doing the exact same route. As WCW and a lot of fans well, think mean, within the next five years that AEW might not even be a thing anymore. I hope they are because I hope they. I mean, I think they will be, but I think there's some key things that they have, they have to course correct and realize they're not competition. They have to realize that they're they're not the WWE's running buddy. They need to go to smaller venues because you look at the venues they're running now. They're running the number two or number one arenas in cities. Two half-empty houses. Oh, it kicked I mean, me out again. No, you're still there. So, I mean, you you, you look at a. Uh, I mean, we talked we talked to uh, Thornton what the other happening? day. We talked to Thornton the other day, and uh, you know he had nosebleed seats that got moved down to. Uh, floor seats, which that would never happen in WWE, right, Jared? Oh, absolutely not. That would absolutely never happen in WWE. If you're in nosebleed seats, you're staying up there. WWE, they will expect that you pay that money because Uh they're in no condition and they do not want to lose the money. Can they lose the money? Yes, but do they want to? Absolutely not. So... Percy, do you think the empty seats, do you think yeah, smaller venues for AEW would be a better idea or just keep running these venues and hoping to fill the place? I post, I personally think that they need to do smaller venues. I think the smaller so like, venues like, yeah. out, and then I think what they need to do, which obviously they can do, these big, these big pay-per-views, quote-unquote, that's when yeah. they can sell out these big arenas. I mean, they've done it in sure. Wembley that they can easily do it again. But I think they just need to stick to the smaller venues for now. They did it once. Doing it again, all in next year, is going to be the the big test. If they could fill the place again, 
that's going to be huge for them. They gave because fake numbers the first time. Remember that? Yeah, that's that's debatable. But okay, so we talked about WWE's TV deal. We don't know, like, because they're a privately held company. We don't know who they're negotiating with for their next TV deal. Whether they end up still on WBD or they go somewhere else, mm-hmm. do you think that a company their size could survive moving wholesale to another network? Or do you think they have to stick where they're at, Jared? I think they could survive if they market it correctly and if they are very careful with each move they make and with their negotiations and what they are expecting back and what the other party is expecting from them. Because WBD was only expecting... Uh, 500,000 viewers with Dynamite and they've got as many as 1.1 million and it, ne- it almost it, I don't think it ever fell below that 500,000 mark so they're getting what they expected and, and more so so I think if, if you're WBD and like now listen when it's the industry leader when WWE is there you have the option to get twice as many ratings yeah you might take them up on that but I, I'm, I'd be happy with having AEW on my television right now because I'm getting more than I bargained for. I mean, what do you think, Percy? I mean, truth be told, I only watch AEW if they advertise stuff that I'm intri- interested in. I don't. Well, that's watch true it of all wrestling. Week. Yeah, I don't watch it week to, week by week. Yeah. I just okay. I just, think, I just think right now they kind of need to stay where they're at. Because I feel yeah. like I feel like personally they would fall. I wouldn't say fall apart, but. I think struggle a little bit if they do make that big announcement that they're going to switch networks. Like they're going to go think, somewhere else. I'm sure Jared would love if they went to a if they went to Max. I'm sure Jared would be thrilled if they went to a streaming service. He would uh, love it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I am a big pro. Put everything on just one streaming service. It would be much easier. And make sure they upload it the exact same day. <laughs> well, money money talks. But we got a couple guys chiming in. John Boy says, hey, guys. Hey, John. How you doing, man? Renee Nidal. Hola, amigos. What's up, man? And he's talking about the numbers. Everyone, quote, fluffs the numbers, right? Yes. You never get the true attendance from WWE. You never really get the true ratings because they're going to say what they want to say. And he even has a little uh, insight. Zero truly intriguing stories going on right now in AEW. Uh you know, hard to argue. I can't think of anything going on in AEW where, like, man, I have to watch that because there's I guys think, I used to like. I think the thing, the thing that I like the most, uh, what they're doing with uh, Swolf Strickland, love yeah. everything they're doing with Dale. I personally think that they botched what they were doing with Jay White by having him lose to MJF. Yeah, and. Like I don't, I don't like what they're doing with Moxley. Moxley needs to stop bleeding every match, in my opinion. He's had such a fall this year, from like top of the card to jobbing on ROH pay per views. I like what they're doing with Christian Cage, honestly. I love it. That, that's what I was going to talk about. Yeah, that and, uh, that is one of those. Renee just says Swerve is about it. Swerve and Christian Cage, I think that the, the father of AEW basically is is a cool storyline. But that's about what they've got going on. I like I like how they they have taken a step back on yeah. having the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega kind of be center stage. That they took us, they finally realized to take a step back from that. Brian Danielson, is he going to make it to Wrestle Kingdom? No idea. <laughs> and uh, Renee again, they killed off the acclaimed. That was a hot though. That was a hot tag team. But what do you do with it? Do you put them in a storyline? Like how how many matches can you have for the trios titles? You get rid of a... you get rid of Billy Gunn. No, you need Daddy Ass. No, you want to know what made me mad? The fact that they haven't gave House of Black all the titles, yeah. like at least okay. tag team or like a mid card title or the trio, like the trios. Them with the trios title and then Julia Hart with they had the them. Title. They had them. They had the trios belts. Yeah, but they lost them, and then Julia yeah. just got the belt. So, I mean, okay, those trios belts, the custom acclaimed belts, did you see the price tag for those for the replicas? How much are they? 
$8,000 per belt. Oh, yikes. So if you want you know, the complete trios titles with the scissors and everything, you're spending a whole lot of money. And Renee, once again, Hobbs is on his 15-3 package. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the year of everywhere else, we'll talk about that a little bit. And I think what I really want to start with is the botch that was the NWA this year. And, man, they could have been on the CW. They had it almost done. They're, they're already on the app. They were going to be on the CW. Then they do the stupid cocaine angle on the Halloween pay-per-view on Sam Haim. And it ruins everything. So, I mean, Percy, drug wrestlers doing drugs on camera. I mean, not granted, they weren't actually <laughs> doing drugs. But wrestlers doing drugs on camera, on a pay-per-view, not a good look, right? So, Kenzie has some issues with the NWA. And the issue yes. with the the issues with the NWA is like I I don't know where to start. They they're trying to be relevant again. They haven't been relevant in a couple of years, and it's just one of those things of like people that say they they work for NWA. Their egos are so high, and yeah. I get it. I get it. A, a big wrestling promotion signs you, which is awesome. But it's the NWA. You're on YouTube every once in a while, and do people it's, even watch your pay per views? It's the NWA in 2023. So let's. Yeah, and Renee. Renee, once again, and people thought Titus was the problem. Oh, he was, but he wasn't the biggest one. <laughs> oh <laughs> so, Jared, my gosh! You... Yeah, <laughs> I just the storylines with NWA. I just haven't really been paying attention to. Like Kenzie has friends that wrestle for NWA, and so do like, I. I don't, she's like, I don't really care what they do; they'll just—I don't know. I'm trying not to be negative. There you go. So, so Jerry, what do you think? Was was the NWA did that? Was this a self-inflicted problems this year? Would would they be better off if they had just not done that one angle? I think uh, I agree that. They would have been better off if they didn't do that. Along with NWA, they just suck. You know, you have this is what I call Billy. Billy bumass is he doesn't know what to do. He's and trying got, his hardest. Yeah. Renee, but, one more time. Aldous and Mickey left. Another problem. Yes, true. But uh, Billy bumass tried his hardest, but yeah, Billy bumass. He's trying his hardest, but. He's stuck in the same spot he has always been stuck in with no move. He thought bringing in EC3 was going to raise the bar, but people think EC3 is on steroids, so that doesn't really help their cause. He is. So what do you think here, <laughs> Renee? One move fixes a lot of things. Bring back Jim Cornette. No. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I I enjoy some of Corny's rants, but a lot of them are, like, cringe as hell. So I think we'll just leave if, him at home. If Jim Cornette got hold of NWA, he would just try to bring – He I feel like he would start a training school where it would only be 80s wrestling, yeah. and that would be all of NWA's just a bunch of rip-offs of what happened and worked in the 80s and okay. trying to make it work in 2024. All right, so the next thing, moving on from the NBA, is Ring of Honor, and it's continued, well, irrelevance. The only thing that's keeping Ring of Honor alive is randomly having their champions appear on AEW television. Uh, I did not watch the most recent RH pay-per-view. I heard it was quite good. We will announce the winner of that at the end of the show because we did play the game for it. Uh, but, I mean, this is an example of a wrestling company only being on a streaming service. They're only on Honor Club. So it's, I mean, Jared, is, is Ring of Honor at all relevant for the year 2023 other than being acquired by AEW? No. Yeah, no. What do you, are, are, is Ring so, of Honor relevant anymore? Yes and no. So why I say yes is because it's keeping ROH alive instead of just having just die in the water. And it also gives a lot of wrestlers in AEW something to do because 
the issue with AEW is they sign a bunch of people, but you can't have everybody feuding with one another. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, so, do you need a do you need a whole nother company pretending to be another company? Because this this I equate this to Raw and SmackDown. Yes, there are Raw. I mean, base, base, I mean, yeah. base, basically, I mean, if you really think about it, the people in Wing of Honor they just don't have anything to do with what's going on with AEW. Yeah. So they I mean, gave them something to do. I mean, they did that with Athena, and they did that with Samoa Joe for a little bit. And Claudio. Yeah, they didn't have any, especially Claudio. Claudio they had nothing to do when he when they signed him. Yeah. It was a big signee, but then they had nothing to do with him. So they have you watched? Just have, have you have you watched any Ring of Honor? No. I mean, I watched Jared. You know, the only Ring of Honor that I watched was in Ronda Rousey. Did they did the one-off appearance? Because you knew it was coming. only one. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Do, 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 do. The reason why they was because literally the was to get viewership on Honor Club. Well, no, and to and to work with her friend, to work with Marina. Shafir. It's true. Yeah. So I mean, do you see yourself, Percy, watching any Ring of Honor in? 2024, or we'll, or we'll see. Unless Wing of Honor magically texts me and asks me to look for him, probably not. All right, Jerry, what do you think? Absolutely not. You couldn't pay me to watch it, unfortunately. I'll, I'll, I'll keep and I'll keep up with up with it, but I'm not gonna watch. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I'll keep I'll keep up with the storylines and what's happening. Yeah. But other than I mean, that, like a match that I really want to see or yeah. film study. Then I I don't watch it. The winner of the AEW Continental Classic is going to be the new Ring of Honor World Champion because Eddie Kingston basically vacated the belt even though he's in the tournament. So it's like okay, whatever. All right. So the final thing of the year for everyone else is the return of TNA. So so Percy, is it a negative or a positive to for Impact to go back and reclaim those TNA initials, or is it like who gives a shit? Um. Yes and no, because when it was announced that they were gonna go to TNA, back to TNA, it was it's a it's some it's basically a nostalgia factor a little bit. For uh-huh. me, it's one of those things of like, okay, let's let's flash backwards. Don wrestling related, Spider Man No Way Home drew a lot because of bringing back the two other Spider Man. I think what Impact's doing is they're like, Okay, we've been impact for a while. If we can get the rights to TNA, we can go back to TNA, and I think we can get back that viewership that we once had. Mm-hmm. And I will be real, the wrestling in TNA or Impact is a lot better. I've been watching more Impact, mainly because yeah. people, mainly because the people that trained me are on Impact. So Ooh. it's one of those uh, things. I, like, it has a soft I, spot for me Yeah, a little bit. I, I enjoy watching Impact much like you because uh, there's guys that I work with now on shows that are that are Impact wrestlers. You know, I work with Josh Something. You know, I, I work with Rohit Raju. I, I work with these guys that are on Impact, so it's it's cool to see them on TV. But um, I I was happy to see the TNA initials go just because of the ha 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 TNA thing about it. You know, because it was all titillation and all that stuff. But as yeah. long as there's as as long as there's no six sided ring, because that son of a bitch is hard. I I, I really don't care. You know, I was gonna Jared? say I bustled. Yeah. There's a I bustled in a six sided ring, and that sucks. They are they are hard as a rock. So you know, so, when it comes to TNA, uh, you know that I am a math. I love TNA. A lot of the people that work over at TNA. But the one thing I am worried about is the negative history of TNA coming back to hunt this new reimaged of them. Yeah. That's the one thing that I'm worried about if they can possibly even overcome these doubts. But, yeah. you know, time will just tell about that part of it. So, so the old LOL TNA days could come back with this, I guess. Yeah. All right. So the. the Two final topics tonight before we get out of here. The first one being the state of the indies. 
I got to say, as someone who works the Indies this year, and I'm sure Percy, you too, it's like, I'm excited for what the next year has because this year's been freaking great. I've worked arenas as an indie performer. I've worked concert venues as an indie performer. You know, indie companies are booking bigger venues and having bigger shows thanks to stuff like Fight TV and IWTV and even YouTube than they were able to have in previous years. So I think the state of the Indies is super exciting going into this year and the next. Jerry, what do you think? You know, I agree with you. Indies, they're on fire right now and they're on the rise. No matter what promotion, small, starting up, been around for a while, they're on fire. They're growing. They're reaching out to try to get these subscription deals. And I'm supporting 90% of them that have morals. So, <laughs> All right, Percy, as a performer, how do you feel the Indies are right now? Well, I'm going to sound like a negative Nancy, but uh-huh. as an indie vocal, the one thing with all indie promotions, it's hard to get into a new promotion without, like, if you want, you go reach out and you want to make the same amount of money that you normally do. But the issue with that is a lot of promotions, every state has a bunch of different promotions. So yes. it's one of those. And uh, rules. Yeah, some some have licenses, some don't. Yeah. But situations where, as an indie vocal, it's kind of hard after a couple. It seems like as an indie vocal, when you first start, is when you blow up the most because no yeah. one knows who you are. People start seeing your stuff, so you shine up a little bit. But then eventually, when you get to about year two, three, or four, you kind of die out because what yeah. happens is. People are using to save money, to save storylines. Like they basically, in indie terms, they're called local wrestlers. People yes. that, oh, you know, they work for this promotion, this promotion, this promotion, that's it. It's really hard to kind of get your name out there as an indie local because a lot of promotions are now kind of sticking to just local talent. People that yeah. are with like an hour to from the show that they can rely on and it's like the good thing is is yes it does draw well you can actually build storylines in the indie community with the local talent but it's hard to get people's name out there because you people get stuck in this bubble you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah indie wrestling has been fire i mean a bunch of promotions are selling really well i'm just saying like for me and for Kenzie, for example, it's hard for us to travel more mm-hmm. because we also don't want to lose like $300, $400 for one show. We're only, only going to get paid like 50 bucks. Yeah, so I'll, t- I'll tell you this story. This, you know what I mean? This, was, this is a funny moment for me this year. You know, I'm lucky enough to live in a, a city where there's multiple promotions to work for, and that does drive up the price a bit for you know because there's only so many talent in the area. I had a, an, a company that was outstate that was a couple hours drive for me, reach out and be like, Hey, were you able to work this day? I sent my rate and they, they're like, that's ridiculous. There's no way we could do that. And I'm like, okay, well I make this on the low end here in my city. I was going to cut you a break because of my first time working with you. But if you're going to basically laugh at my face and tell me that I'm not worth that, then no, I'm not coming out to talk to you. So yeah, that's, I see you're coming from, from there. So it's, it's, it's not, it's it's awesome. Go ahead. It's also like, when indie promotions do like a like a like a recruitment type thing where they try to recruit new talent and in reality it's more of like a cash grab like yeah you can say you worked for them but in reality are they ever going to really bring you back are they really yeah. going to actually promote you and like use you or like hey you give them away you know you live x amount of hours away you give them a, a really decentable weight and they still turn you down. Me and Kenzie do this uh, two for the price of one deal. And mm-hmm. we still get torn down. Yeah. And it's one of those things of like, we're giving you two wrestlers for the price of one. And we're not even charging that much. But we still get torn down. It's like, well, why would I pay you X amount of money? But then they just bring an impact of WWE guy that's double our weight. Yeah. <laughs> and it's. It's like, well, if you can pay that person, how how come you said no to us? You know what I mean? Okay, there you go. So 
before we get out of here, I'm going to do one more thing, and it is with, with all of our guests here, and that is the biggest moments of the year, either either personally or on the big time. I'll go personally myself. Um, I worked my first cage match. That was a lot of fun. Worked my first worked my first ladder match. That was a lot of fun. I worked in a 5,000-seat arena. That was a lot of fun. You know, th- those were all something accomplished for me this year. Um, as far as big-time stuff, I took the kids – to their first Monday Night Raw, that was a lot of fun. They had a lot of fun going to that and singing along, doing all the Cody Road stuff and stuff like that. So that was really cool. So uh, moving on to Jared, what are your accomplishments for the year or something that you think was the biggest thing for you? Accomplishments of the year. uh... Other than being on the show, of course. (laughs) Hey, how'd you know that was going (laughs) to be number one? Uh, I think one of my biggest accomplishments of the year was definitely getting to work with a lot of local independent stars, uh, giving those certain individuals custom championships and absolutely working with the biggest hill referee in the Midwest, Christopher Miles. Stop it with that. (laughs) Stop it with that. uh, Just definitely having a ball with a lot of the talent that has come through. Uh, getting to know Percy Moore, Kinsey, uh, yeah, but just a lot of that. I go. enjoy doing those. All right, Percy, what about you? But accomplishments, either professionally, personally, or just something you like to see this year. Well, personally, I would say the biggest accomplishment was actually two things. Wrestling wise, actually, after this month, I got the opportunity to wrestle as Daredevil for a crossplay wrestling promotion. Oh, and very okay. last minute booking. Um, don't tell Lenny, but I was actually booked at Lenny's show, but they hit me up, so I did the crossplay instead. Don't tell Lenny that. <laughs> but <laughs> as well, it's out there now. Watching, yeah, he's probably watching it. Um, but it was a big opportunity for me because mm-hmm. one, I had a blast, and two, uh, it's on my resume, and I. Got yeah. the call back from him, so I'm now officially Doe Devil every once in a yeah. while. Um, and then post personally, I think would be probably when me and Kenzie got our dog Max. Really big step in our relationship. Um, me and Hall are talking about moving to Texas next year at some point. Ooh. Um, nothing, nothing's set in stone yet. There's no been a date, but so far it's 2024. At some point, we're going to move from Dayton, Ohio to Houston, Texas. There you go. They, they will not uh, like your Bengals stuff there, probably in Houston, I don't think. <laughs> you see the Bengals in the background. I, you know, yeah. in uh, the comments, I have a supporter. You're going to show the boo one, but not a supporter? There you go. <laughs> I, I, I'm waiting for you to this point, but he says, hell yeah, go. Jared. So you had a great year. Hey, so Percy, thanks so much for coming out, man. We look forward to hearing from you so much in the coming year, and we we'll love seeing you this year. So, where, where, where can we find you online? Yeah, I'll see, I'll see, I'll see you guys around. So now it's time for me and Kenzie to hit the hay. We both got woke bright yeah. early in the morning. But as you go, Jared anyway, put it guys, out there. This... Buy uh, Percy's merch. At oh, I tees. see. Okay. There you go. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Anyway, guys, right. I'll do this again with you sometime. No problem, man. All right, we'll mm-hmm. see you next time, awesome. bud, okay? Yeah. All right, later. Have a good Bye. night. Bye. You too. All right, Jared. So this has been a fun year on, on the show. It's our last show of the year. We're going to take a couple weeks off for Christmas and New Year's, start back fresh at the at the beginning of the year. But before we do that, got some house cleaning. We said before, we're going to announce the winner of the wrestling guessing game for Ring of Honor Final Battle, which you could, of course, join the group right here. If you want to take on us and just picking the winners of pay-per-views, but the winner of final battle was Chris Rodell, ring announcer extraordinaire. So, Hey, congratulations, Chris. Good for you. And of course, follow the show, Twitter, Instagram at IWW underscore podcast. Uh, follow me at one underscore two underscore three miles. Jared, where can they find you at? Hey, you can find me on social media at just Jared Shannon. Okay. And shows we got coming up, or at least I got coming up. Uh, Glory Pro, Fatal Encounter, December 30th, that lovely Delmar Hall. Nothing else going on that day that really matters. December 30th is otherwise completely inconsequential. It's nobody's birthday or anything. And then 
Pro Wrestling Epic debuts in Pacific Missouri, January 6th, starting their year off fresh declaration of war at the for a benefit for the Pacific Lions Club. All the food and drinks from that purchase that night go to the Lions Club. All the tickets go to uh, other causes. So it'll be great. So, in closing, Jared, it's been a great first year. Looking great forward to season two coming up next year, right? Absolutely, you know. And to rebuttal your comment about there's not, absolutely nothing for December 30th. It's actually the Residential Hills birthday is December 30th. Yeah, and like I, would, I said, nothing that matters happens right there. <laughs> and I would like to give a shout out to the first lady of pro wrestling epic, Amanda Elise, who just recently celebrated a birthday. Yes. But we do not like bitch ass Benjamin Truss, though. But, mm, you know. Okay. Because she's evil too, you know. She, she's just as bad. She's not that bad, you know. Okay, so guys, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and for Jared Shannon, I'm Christopher Miles, and until next time, till next year, we have issues with wrestling.